<laughs> Welcome back. Welcome Sorry back. for the wait. <laughs> yeah. So the first episode was kind of like a test run. You know, we wanted to see how everybody, you know, uh, you know, listened to it and, and what they felt and all that stuff. So we are officially coming out with the show. So this could, I guess, technically be the first first episode of the real run. So welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, Hi. so I would like to, <laughs> I'm Derek, this is Janine, and we have our very first guest, Corinne. How you hey. doing? Hey. <laughs> I'm excited to be here, so thank you for having me. Yes, yes, I'm glad, glad to have you thank on. Thank you for, yes, and I appreciate you and Derek's interaction on the social medias because you are you pushed us to actually get in here and record an episode oh yeah so you don't even know how much we appreciate you being here oh yeah oh thank you thank yeah. you I, I told her as soon as, as soon as you and i finished uh discussing um the actual the actual post i hit janine up i was like yeah we gotta we gotta bring her on she's, she's yeah awesome. she, she wants to come on we, we got we gotta get the show going so yeah right. definitely but for everyone that doesn't know what we're talking about yet, um, there's an Instagram uh, uh, account, Spiritual Word, that is uh, pretty popular. Um, they posted a, uh, I made a post last week um, from this uh, Twitter user, uh, let me see, Casey, Casey1 underscore. She says, emotionally unavailable boys will ruin you, by the way. Stay away from nonchalant men that lack affection and compassion, especially if you're a very loving girl. To elaborate, a lot of these men are damaged for personal reasons and will love you and will love you, but can't express it uh, slash show it. Now, not their fault, um, not their fault, but uh, it'll make the girl uh, feel like she's done something wrong. It's not fair for her, it's draining. Fix yourself, please. Fix your first, fix yourselves first, please yikes yeah yeah um let's just let's just get into that first and then we'll we'll get into the the uh conversation that corinne and i actually had about this um what are your first initial thoughts my yeah yeah definitely triggered like my heart was racing like oh this happened to me (laughs) And I'm like, I was one of those people. I know what she been through. And the scary thing about this is I know, I don't know. I'm not gonna say I know, but I feel as if men will read it and they won't pick up on on it and understand why is that? Why is she saying that? Is this Mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, does this fit my category? Does this fit my life? And that's what made me trigger because it happens a lot. It's very common. Right. Very. Janine? Yeah. Um, I was triggered because I'm married to a slick, <laughs> uh, emotionally unavailable man. He's a West Indian from Jersey. So emotions, not to say he doesn't have them. Yes, this guy. Uh, not to say he doesn't have them, but being able to vocalize and express them, he just doesn't have that not he hasn't tried to work on it but it's so um when she says it will ruin you I think uh you can allow it to if you 
don't have the communication with your partner to express like, hey, I understand your upbringing. I understand what you've been through. However, we are here now and I need you to try to be a little more right. available for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's like boundaries. I think boundaries is one of the things that create that barrier in relationships when it comes to emotional unavailability. But it also can impact um, a lot of women because they're not aware of what that really is, you know, firsthand. And they don't know boundaries like myself. I can say for myself, um, having that experience um, that I really did not know or understood how important boundaries were. And so when you don't have those boundaries and you're dealing with somebody like that, you're a breeding ground for manipulation, gaslighting, um, all kinds of stuff, you know, and it's really hidden. It's really hidden. Um, And I can say that I've seen men that are unaware as well. They're not really paying attention to the impact of emotional unavailability too. So that plays a big part. It does play a big part. Yeah. I think the word of the day should be boundaries because I am overly um, expressive of my feelings and I'm a light toucher and I want to be cuddled up all the time. But then I had to realize just because I'm like that, my partner's not like that. So I have to, to acknowledge when he's in one of his moods, which is fine because some people do need alone time and know like I can't worse myself on him because then that's just setting myself up for like she said feeling bad and feeling like I'm not doing enough when it genuinely has nothing to do with me right yeah and personalizing it yeah yeah so yeah. the only man in the room not to take over the conversation but how did this <laughs> make you feel right how did it make you feel um I actually I agree um and I know like Corinne said, uh, a lot of guys that responded to this were, let me say it like this. I've noticed that, <laughs> I've noticed that when, uh, whenever I see a post that, um, whether it's on a spiritual words uh, account or not, whenever I see a post talking about men uh, being a certain way and a woman saying, hey, you know, we need X, Y, Z, a lot of guys get offended. Like, immediately they're on defense. And I can honestly say I, I was like that. I was, I was like that for a long time. Actually, <laughs> until... A couple months ago? Yeah, a couple, a couple months ago. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. We need to hear it. <laughs> tell, tell the truth and shame the devil. Go yeah. ahead. Actually, no. Actually, uh, when we when we did our, our, our other episode, that uh, that was like maybe November, December. Yeah, somewhere around there was probably yeah. up until that point. Um, I was definitely doing that a lot because the problem is that you know we as men we're so um, we have we we allow ourselves to be uh to to be guided by ego and pride way too much and it's hard for us to be able to accept truth because it's hard for us to look in the mirror 
and reflect because they don't want to. We we're we were brought up. The majority of of men were brought up in a way where accountability is not shown in the house. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to us actually holding ourselves accountable, we're okay to be held accountable for little things. But when it comes to whenever we're we're being told that we're not we're not doing our jobs as men what what you mean i'm not doing my job you know what i'm saying like it's it's yeah we we we, we put a right. guard up we put our guard up and and it's a lot of that is not being able to work through that entire uh issue of ego and pride um and, and i think also it's fear it's, oh, it's yeah. fear yeah yeah um i think that especially with this post i saw a lot of men now so I I did comment on it and I got a lot of heat on there from other guys. Um, a lot of women, you know, liked it and, and were applauding me for saying what I said. But uh, so I said, uh, men, please do the work on yourselves. I didn't realize I was emotionally unavailable for my woman until it was way too late and I ended up hurting her and myself. It's extremely uh, selfish and damaging to not do the work. Figure out the why. Mm. The work is never done. Uh, we forget we're we're ever evolving and should always work on ourselves. The sad part is we don't learn this until we're, we've already hurt someone. And yeah, that was my experience. Like like I know I hurt the woman I was in a relationship with because I was not able to emote. Like I was I I knew I was emotionally unavailable. That's the, I told her that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i was i was i was able to acknowledge it the problem is i didn't know how to get through that whole process and i you know just just for saying this i got a lot of guys called me a simp and you know call me a liar and all that stuff which is fine i've heard significantly worse for a lot a lot better so it doesn't matter to me i really don't care um but I think that um, I think it's interesting that that when a guy actually acknowledges his wrongdoing, um, mm-hmm. that now because I know I'm wrong, I'm a simp. You're soft. I'm soft. I'm not exactly. a man. So, so, like, in addition to you saying accountability really wasn't something we saw growing up. Mm-hmm. I think too, we're just now getting to a point where we're redefining what being a man is, right? So yeah. yeah, a lot of men our age, I would say in our generation are still kind of on that old school mindset of men don't cry and men don't have emotions and men don't accept mm-hmm. them. And if you do, you're soft, et cetera. But I think there's nothing more... Um, more sexy or more confident or more manly than to acknowledge your emotions and to be able to properly process them and to communicate. And not only that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and be vulnerable and be vulnerable yes. and just say, I fucked up, you know, I'm sad, I'm angry. I'm angry that you didn't wash the dishes today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. It's like, I wanna hear it. You're bad at it? Okay, I wash the dishes every day for the rest of the week. That's now I know. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Right. I mean, I think we're bad at communication in general. I think we as men are bad with, with communicating because we don't know. We don't know, I guess, what's the right way to say it? Maybe we don't know what to say. Like a lot of times we, we don't know what to say. And because we don't know what to say, it, it we just act it out. And yeah. if you're not like, we get frustrated that women can't understand us, right? We, <laughs> we get frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> the thing though, like both sides are hard. Like it's hard for the other side to understand the other Yang side. Yang yang, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like opposites attract, of course, right? But it's like, there's a lot of things that I think we, in general, men and women, but I'm going to speak for men, okay? I think we make this thing, relationships, whether you're talking about uh, uh, romantic relationships, whether you're talking about relationships with family, friends, whatever. I think we end up making this entirely too difficult. But it's not. I think we do too. Yeah. We, 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 we make do. it difficult for each other. But it's not yeah. our fault. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing about shame and uh, blaming and shaming. It's mm -hmm. not our fault. It's mm -hmm. how we were raised. Mm -hmm. And so our parents, we got to remember that our parents had this slave mentality. And it's not just it's not just black households, but it's other households that are going through it. Mm -hmm. And so they have this punishment and reward kind of mindset. And right. it's especially hard for men. So, you know, with punishment and reward, you're, you're always on guard and trying to um, people please. And me a lot of men are people pleasers, whether they want to, you know, admit it or not. And so they learn through that punishment and, and, and reward to really suppress their emotions and give to others and feel their needs. And so because their needs are not getting met, they don't have that kind of um, way to operate through their own emotions to get their needs met. And that's what happens in relationships. I can't know how you feel if I can't understand how you feel and for you to get your needs met if you don't express to me mm -hmm. what is it that makes you angry? What is it that makes you sad? What is it so that we can fix it? Because that's the big part. You can tell me the logical thing, mm -hmm. but the logical thing and the emotion go together. You make sure. emotional, I mean, you make decisions based on your emotions every day, whether you say it's logical or not. Your yeah. emotions drive everything. I feel yeah. confident enough to get this job. I feel like I'm smart enough to touch and touch. Those are all emotions that drive you mm -hmm. to do those things. And it's more like men on, and I'm it's not only um, just men, but it's also women too, but men um, really, um, I forgot the word, but they really just do. They're more of a doer than thinkers. And so what men, what I'm noticing in my own experience is because they're more doers than thinkers, they don't think ahead of the emotional impact of a, a situation that happened. You know, like for instance, with love bombing, which is really common that happens to women. 
and when love love bombing is literally like okay um you know i like this girl i want to make her feel really good you know and they they have these high emotions when they first meet this person and then so as time goes by their emotions start to switch and it's like they're unavailable and like all these emotions that you had here is because you're unaware of your emotions and the impact that it will take on to when you further down in the relationship. And now your girlfriend's like, okay, well, while what happened to you? What's your feelings? Whatever, whatever. And you would like this in the beginning. I don't know what switch now, you know, and a lot of men are not really consistent with their emotions as they go through a relationship because they don't know how to regulate in a way where it's soft, it's safe, and it's consistent. Yeah. No, I think um I think we end up switching more it's more so because that you know that that honeymoon phase ends, right? Yeah. Um the um I think that we end up because it's hard for us to communicate, we end up, uh, like you said, just acting. And it's one of those things that I think that we just, we just have to, we have to be okay with being wrong. Again, it's our, it's our pride and ego, right? Like, Honestly, I didn't get myself, <clears throat> excuse me, myself in check into check until January of this year, right? I legit started, I had this urge to just read. And I had a book that I've I bought like three years ago that I never read. I don't even think I even cracked the, the cover open. Um The Way of the Superior Man. And that book, that book to me is something that both men and women need to read. I, I it doesn't to me it doesn't matter if you're talking about uh, a heterosexual couple or a, hom- a homosexual couple, right? I think that as long as you're a man or a woman, you need to read this book because you're talking about the way men communicate and the way women understand. That's what the book uh, really boils down to. How each each side processes information. And that's the part of relationships that we never got an understanding of. Like, I was actually having this conversation a couple of weeks ago. I am exa- exhausted of how the fairy tale aspect of relationships have been taught to us since we were kids. Oh God. I am beyond exhausted. Um, because I blame Disney. Disney. Oh yeah. This <laughs> Disney Disney is <laughs> major yeah, culture. Very much a Disney princess. I thought there was gonna be birds flying in helping get dressed. <laughs> hey, like where's my carriage? We're gonna be like, these grandiose <laughs> romantic gestures. You're gonna run down and put a glass slipper on my foot. Yeah, very much uh, like that was gonna be my life. We'll Do see I as a as a as a boy I grew up thinking that relationships were were good only if it was perfect 
like no issues yeah right like the moment and, and i've i'm 31 okay i've been in four relationships and the first three were like that where i i thought everything was good and and you know for the first couple of months everything was good then all of a sudden the first thing hits uh first um that first rough patch hits right and then and it's just and literally i think i think the common thread of all my relationships was that that rough patch hit because of communication Mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to communicate how I felt or I didn't know how to communicate that I did not understand. I was always operating out of this egotistical mindset of I know, I know what's best, right? Were you ever dismissive as well I'm, when yeah. things were being brought up to you? I, I think not not in terms of like what i was doing but like okay i'll tell you this my most recent relationship um i'm so tired of this thing um in my most recent relationship uh i actually i did a lot of deflecting um and whenever she would bring up certain things you know i'm like I acknowledge that, but that's not the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> X, Y, Z. <laughs> You're doing X, Y, Z. You know, and that caused such a, a, a rift in our relationship where uh, it was hard to, it was hard to do basic things, honestly, like just sitting on the phone and talking because it was a long distance relationship just sitting on the phone and, and talking or even FaceTiming was was hard at times because in the back of my mind, I don't feel like things are resolved until we actually attack the issue, right? I'm not one that can just like, uh, you know, okay, like we're, we're good and then move on and 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 laugh and stuff like that. I can't laugh in that moment. You know, not not directly after after an argument. I can't do it. Um, right. That's how I am. Yeah, it's hard. It's <laughs> We're hard. done with this. We're back to normal, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does Especially work if you me. have a trauma response, a fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you're just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cuz it takes you back. It takes you back. Yeah. Yeah, I like addressing things in the moment. And when I feel like because this happened with with us, like whenever we would get into arguments, if there wasn't an acknowledgement from one of us on 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 something, I didn't feel like it was resolved. So I still kept harboring onto those feelings, whether she did or not. Honestly, I don't know if 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 she did. Um, but I know I did. I know I was harboring onto and holding onto it and feeling like I was neglected because I wasn't mm-hmm. hurt. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was still hurt, but I was hurting her because I was hurt and not able to communicate that hurt. Yeah. 
that makes sense to me. You see what I'm so, saying? And, I'm double work. That's double right. work. Yeah. Right. 30. I've been with my husband since I was 18, right? So and that that so 18 to 30, that's my only real mm-hmm. relationship. So all of our growing pains have First of all, together. congratulations to that. Congratulations yeah. to that. Yeah. That's rare. <laughs> Double it's digits hard, too. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so all of our growing has been together and it's awesome in one way because it's like, okay, like we keep coming over these hurdles and like we are growing together but it's also hard because like you can't help but to carry all of that baggage with you because I went through this with you like I I, every day I see you like I have to acknowledge it and um y'all kind of sharing your stories kind of brought me back to a few things so Chris Rock said one time um I'm paraphrasing like men are only loved off of how they can pro um, provide like nothing else other than them providing mm-hmm. and you spoke about um or Corinne first said of bombing where everything is good at first and then you just kind of become unavailable emotionally mm-hmm. you call that like the honeymoon phase I'm wondering mm-hmm. right once you become serious with somebody and you realize that it's not seeing and, and, and it's not just the romantical part of it. Now I have to low-key prove mm-hmm. why I'm a man here. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like now you being emotionally available and communicating certain things, you're, you're almost hesitant to do so because you don't want her to start feeling like you are soft or that you aren't able to provide in a way. Yeah. Um, I think, I think so. I, I, I know from, from my uh, situation, like I felt some type of way. I, okay. Prime example. I went into the relationship uh, having already lost my job and she didn't know that. And I was I was doing a lot of freelance uh, uh, video and photography, and I think that I was trying to make myself more busy than I actually was, just so it looked like it it looked to her that I wasn't just like sitting. I honestly I don't like sitting and just doing nothing. That okay. honestly irritates the living hell out of me. Um, but because it makes me feel like I'm not I'm not doing anything um, or, or I'm not contributing in any way. Right. And because of that, I wanted I I had two reasons why I was just busying myself a lot. Um, when she found out because I did I did eventually tell her that, you know, I wasn't like formally employed. Um, when uh, when she found that out, uh, I think she kind of she already knew. <laughs> she kind of already knew. That's the thing. I think we we get to know and don't ever think don't we don't know. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> the, don't ever think a we don't woman's know. intuition. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know, I, and we are still choosing us. to love you. That, <laughs> right. That's the thing that shocked me about her. Okay, I wasn't. 
I, I, what's the right way to say it? She treated me as if I was already what I wasn't in the, in the moment, right? So like she treated me above the level that I, that, that I was on um, and gave me the utmost respect when in others, in other relationships, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, been given that respect. I didn't have that respect in my very first relationship. My very first relationship, I was still in, in uh, I had just gotten into college uh, and, um, well, I'm sorry, I wasn't, I've been in college for a few years, um, but I wasn't working then. And she told me, you know, like, cause she, she, she was, a, she was actually very rich, like, her parent, well, her parents were very rich. Rich. She wasn't. She didn't have anything. Um, <laughs> but <that> clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, I told her, you know, I wanted to get a job, and I was thinking about going to go uh, work at the Kroger that was around the corner from my house. And she she told me no. She said, if you do that, I'm breaking up with you. And I thought I was like, you know she thought she thought that was below like that was mm-hmm. mediocre work right so in my mind the entire time from that relationship on I held on to that like okay I can't I can't do that I can't look like that you know like so yeah with this last relationship I like that's that's what I held on to for so long for so long um but I think that's because that's where my value was. That's where I that's where I placed my value, not where it was. But that's mm-hmm. just where I placed it, right? And how I could provide, and it, it it forced me to actually make more promises than I was able to keep. So like, I was playing behind the eight ball the entire time. The majority of the relationship, I was I was trying to catch up to what I was what I was promising. Right. And, and, and it was, it was, it, and she never demeaned me for any of the stuff that I, that I, that I ever, any any, uh, situation I was in, but I felt like I was demeaning myself. Right. And, 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 and causing myself more, more harm, which then affected her. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's why in, in, on that, that post, I'm like, Heal yourself, like like work on yourself first, because we'll we'll never be in a in a space of perfection, right? That's mm-hmm. unrealistic. But to to operate in a space of, of healing is actually a lot better because of the fact that you have a, a a a better perspective on things, you have a better understanding of things, and you know how to properly communicate and 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 and, and uh, receive. So it's kind of, that's why I say like, it's, it's us. Like it, it, I know women, I know you all have your thing, right? But like, as, as the men, like we have, <laughs> we have to do the work. You know what's crazy on TikTok? I have seen a video about a woman was saying that, you know, the world would be better if there were no men. And you know, I, I'm like, that's mm. not okay. 
you know, it's really not okay. But I'm wondering, like, what are men thinking when they see that? Like, are they seeing it? Like, there's something really going on? Like, are we the problem, really the problem? But, of course, it's a lot of men that, they just have a lot of ego. And mm-hmm. they're just afraid to accept that they are the problem sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they can work on themselves. And they can heal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like for instance i dated somebody who had an addiction and he took you know his addiction as priority more than his mental health Mm -hmm. and that did place a big part in emotional maturity it impacted his self-esteem my self-esteem our sex life um Mm -hmm. you know just regulating our emotions and lashing out and all kinds of things so it's like men have to be able to come in a place of strength to you know take care of themselves it's the best form of self-care is healing the best form yeah and it's a life journey it's a life journey it's not a destination right right and that's that's what that's why i was saying that too like we forget that we're we're ever evolving because like you said, this 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 is this is a, a constant thing. It's, it's something you're consistently going to have to work on, and because we evolve, we 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 see new things within ourselves. As long as we're willing to see, as long as yeah. we're willing to look for it, like we'll we'll see those new areas that we need to work on and 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 heal from. Because, like even just going back to your childhood, like there's a lot of stuff that we have to be okay with uh with working on like that was actually something that that i know off jump like i know i gotta i gotta go to therapy you know i've been i've, I've been saying that for like years five <laughs> years yeah it's been, it's, right. been, it's been a while five six years i've been saying that um but no nah, like i know i know i have to do it because like, I personally don't don't want to bring kids into this world and start the cycle okay. over again. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of already answered it, but just so it's clear in my mind. I feel like a lot of women we think or we uh credit ourselves to be fixers. We feel like, oh well, even though he's like this now, like I can fix him or I can help him grow or I can help him get through whatever this little cloud he's in right do you feel like there's anything that your previous partner could have did to push you towards this journey of growth or genuinely something that you have to decide it's time for no she actually did that's the thing like she actually did she see here's the thing like when i say like even in my in my roughest moments that she still she still addressed me um as if i was on a higher level than i actually was so because she did that it made me look at myself a lot where i was just like hold up i need to match that i'm a competitor at the end of the day i'm a competitor (laughs) like that's understandable yeah you're not gonna you like 
if you see this and I'm not, I'm not operating in this space, nigga, what are you doing, bro? Like go like, and so I'm put that, that makes me now push myself to go. Right. So yeah, because she treated me as if I was a king. And you are, you should say that. <laughs> yeah. But she actually treated me like that. Right. And, and it made me actually look at myself in different moments and try to work on it. But the problem is, um, I wasn't aware that like working on myself was something that I didn't know how to do. So because I didn't know how to actually work on certain things, I just kind of like, I started winging it. And instead of talking to her about it and asking her to help me and go on that journey with me, I just kind of like, isolated yourself and try to do it i yeah. i i self-isolated <laughs> that is oh yeah. perfectly yep. yeah yeah so yep. so because of that i hurt her even more <laughs> yeah because you, know you triggered yeah you triggered and your word there's a word for it. it's called deact deactivation mm -hmm. it everybody goes through this when we are in the space of healing i actually did it myself when i um broke up with my last you know, last partner. Mm -hmm. And I was in a space of isolation. When you get in that space, it's really your body is learning new pathways. There's a psychological part to that. And um, really, it's your mind trying to wake up and mm -hmm. you start to question everything. Yeah. I'm like questioning my childhood. I'm like, well, I wasn't this kid all along. My, my childhood was a lie. <laughs> and then you're like, well, my mama was like this, but she didn't really mean it like that because you're finding out new information. Well, I'm like, well, I'm not treating my partner right. And mm -hmm. maybe I did just something that, you know, kind of did turn the, the wrong way. And so you question everything that you do. And then because it was so much emotional, um, it's very emotional when you go through that awakening part and you're mm -hmm. healing. And so you isolate because you don't know what to do. Right. You don't know how to seek for help. Yeah. You don't know how to reach out for a friend and say, hey, do I really show up this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you seen me this way? Or you don't know how to call your family and say, well, listen, y'all lied to me this whole time. You never told me that. She said this. You know, like you don't mm -hmm. know because... It's, it's really a spiritual awakening. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And it's like God is finally speaking to you. You're like, click. And it yeah. happens after the age of 25. I don't know why it starts at 25, <laughs> but it does. It's <laughs> it funny does. you said that because I've been, I've been saying that for the last couple of years. Like when I hit 25, I felt that first shift. And went through a little for the next couple of years went through through what I went through but then 29 into 30 was when I felt it go into another gear and like I start my like I started understanding it things a little differently now I will say from 30 to 31 now if it, it, it it's felt like 
it's felt like life has been able to slow down. It, are, are you familiar with like different things with basketball? I can't basketball. I, it's, I'm so sorry. It. I'm yeah. so sorry. So like <laughs> they say we, as like NBA players uh, are in the league, like for let's say about like five to seven years, the game starts to slow down for them. It starts to slow down four, four to maybe four to seven is the, the game begins to slow down for them and they're able to process how the defense comes at them. So because they're Ooh. able to process the defense faster they're able to move quicker on offense. And that's how I felt like things started to process for me. I felt like I was able to process everything slower. I was processing everything a, a, a lot slower. So I was able to move faster with how I was reacting. Relating. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, like that didn't really start to click into gear until last fall where i started to really feel that and then i had a, that's when i went and I, I was isolating even more and the like janine you you've been here the entire time this has happened like it's <laughs> yeah it's weird because like i started isolating more and just like diving more into my work and and trying to work as much as possible like she knows a, <laughs> was yeah. I'm, I'm working day morning to night into the next morning editing and all this other stuff right so it, it got to the point where I I, I started to kind of like try to numb it a little bit instead of working on a lot of the pain and yeah work was my work work was my drug basically um so yeah from you handling it <laughs> you were yeah you were basically having like the trauma response you yeah, were yeah 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 so it's it's i don't know i like i can honestly say like maybe if i had seen this post last year i don't know how what i would have said i really i really don't i i may have agreed with her but then i may have pushed back a little bit mm -hmm. um but yeah, we we end up hurting our partners because we don't know how to uh, how to communicate. We don't know how to also kill not kill our ego. We don't know how to put our ego and pride in check. So it's like it's like you got a like a Rottweiler that you don't put on a leash. So I have a thing for that when it comes to ego. Um, what I did learn, I um, came up with this quote online. I forgot who is the owner of this quote. I wish I had it, but it is called, I am a learner and I know nothing. Mm. And that teaches you how to separate yourself mm -hmm. from your ego and literally just have your ego at, in a placeholder where you can be a observer of your ego mm -hmm. and not act based on it, mm -hmm. you know? And that's one of the things that really shift my way of thinking, you know, because there will be things that where I just point out and my partner, like, you're not showing me emotion, you're not doing it, you're not doing it. And now I'm coming in a place where I feel as mm -hmm. if 
you're not being there for me and I need you to be a little bit more open so I can understand you better. And that's where I can better that communication because I'm, I'm looking at myself mm -hmm. from a second set of eyes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and with men, I really do recommend reading um, nonviolent communication mm -hmm. by, I think it's Marth, Marshall, Marshall something, but it's called Nonviolent Communications on Amazon. And I do recommend reading um, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 um, and Attached. That is also a big book to read because it does help you to understand how to love in a place where you're more secure and you are more less you're less ego based and you're more in tune with your authentic self and that's what i recommend for a lot of people to be not just men but women as well because for me i do have problems with my emotions i notice that there are some ways that i show up where i am emotionally unavailable mm -hmm. um a lot of women we tend to um act based on anxiety and we really um, want to fix a problem right there and, and there in the moment. And we never knew that space was actually healthy. And a lot of men like to take their space. They like to say, give me like a day or two. And, you know, we act based on our fears of abandonment and rejection. And that's where we also become emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have to take in that, you know, I have to look at my partner like, they are my mirror. You know, what they're yeah. doing, I'm probably doing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just men. It's men and women. My partner will always be, the people that I choose will always be my mirror. So I do yeah. recommend those books, though. They are awesome. Awesome. No, I agree with that. I think that, um, I can let me ask you guys this. What What is it? about women that makes women think that they can fix a man? Our ego thinking that he will change for me. Like, like we think, <laughs> we, I'm just we, like, uh... we think we are so amazing and we are just going to be this beacon of light that's just going to make something click and it's going to make him change and then i think by nature we're just nurturers and we're a little more patient than mm -hmm. what we have to be that's why when on on this quote she said you know it ruined a girl that is super loving and mm -hmm. i feel like i almost got to that point a couple of times because corinne talked about how a lot of men are kind of like uh people pleasers I identify with that mm -hmm. I am a pleaser I will put my emotions on the back burner because I don't want there to be tension mm -hmm. don't want it to be weird between us but mm -hmm. I think the most important thing you can do in a relationship with somebody who is emotionally unavailable is to is to communicate and be honest about your feelings but in a positive way versus like you're not doing wooty wooty whoop like like she said, I feel I could use you doing more X, Y, Z, just so that they are aware 
uh, where they can. Yeah. Um, for my point of view of why women, a lot of women, including myself, because um, I've been there, like I said, I've been there. Um, for me and my perspective, the reason why I have stuck with someone who was not ready to be in a, in a healthy relationship is really because how I was conditioned in, in childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and I'm gonna be really short, I'm gonna try to be really short. The way that I grew up, I grew up um, with a single mother and um i had younger siblings Mm -hmm. and really i was also going into high school at this time and i became really responsible for my siblings i I had a parental role Mm -hmm. and i was taking care of my siblings we were homeless for four years and my mom would go back and forth to work. We would be traveling to state to state, back and forth between New York and North Carolina. So I really, without even me knowing psychologically that I was playing this nurturing mother parental role, and I was still a child. I was still a child. So this was wired in my brain and it was really consistent. And so I, had this nurturing, like um, Janine said, I was nurturing, I was mothering, and I was only like 15, 16, and 17, you know, throughout my high school years. And so it became, a, it became my way of being. Mm-hmm. And so I carried that on, you know, with the people pleasing tendencies, and I carried on with um, trying to change control because I was, you know, in control of my siblings. I was able to had that kind of, um, I was able to have that kind of, you know, dynamic where I was, you know, playing that role of taking care of them. So I really took that role throughout all my life. You know, I never knew it was a wrong thing. I I never knew that my siblings were not my responsibility. It was just Mm -hmm. something that was brought on to me. And so when I started dating, it was, it was really a, it was a subconscious thing. It's not a thing that I'm consciously trying to take care of you. You know, I'm never going to be like that because consciously I don't want to take care of you. I don't think any woman signs up to take care of a man. I don't think every woman does. It is a subconscious thing. So I literally will stay in a relationship and it was something that I just knew that was normal for me because it was normal in my life and it was my comfort zone and that's all I knew yeah. I just knew to take care I, I just knew like hey you gotta go see Harold hey you know I'll cook for you or you know I was doing those things mm-hmm. and not really being aware of the fact that I was raised and trained and you know it just been embedded in my mind to be that kind of woman which is not a bad thing you know Mm-hmm. But it's like, like I, like I said earlier, we have to have boundaries because we have to know who we are. And if we don't know who we are, we're going to be breeding grounds for emotional immaturity, manipulation, um, narcissism, all kinds of things that 
a lot of people aren't aware about. And total awareness is very important. Very important. So. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But, Pleasure. Oh, yeah. And then to piggyback, like, from what you said, I think loyalty is a big thing too like we we have this notion of like we 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 have to hold it down and like we we have to be that person and you know have his back through the ups and downs even if he's not addressing things the way that it needs to be done and i saw with my parents like not to get too deep off into their (laughs) issues but um my parents were together since like 1819 too and they grew up together and you know uh their communication skills weren't that great and it was uh, oftentimes like just disastrous but it worked it was like uh it was like loving dysfunction and I think because I saw them hold hold it down and 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 get through it regardless I had had that embedded in me too like even if it's not working right now like i just gotta hold 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 it down right have to know who's worth that like you can't with everybody because everybody isn't worth that loyalty right and that's so true true yeah no i agree with that i um but like there's so it's weird to me because like i hear i've heard women say that they can fix a man like they can you know he might not be this way right now but he'll be this way at you know with me or whatever right like that's wishful thinking <laughs> yeah but it's like it's weird because like what's the fine line between fixing and nurturing we talked about this a little um about mm-hmm. how you know men sometimes or women sometimes will say i want the male version of me or i want the female version of me and that's a fucking lie because yeah. you don't not, you what? don't people want, say that. <laughs> people say that you don't want that know. because yeah i think no i'm not here to fix you but as your woman as your partner i am here to help you grow yes. or to get you out of your comfort zone to experience life in a different way than what you've been doing up until this point mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so so like you said it's a fine line the fine line for me is if, if I don't see you at least trying to change right and we speak like for instance um the whole love language thing mm-hmm. yes you need to acknowledge your love language but you also have to acknowledge your partners and how they choose to show, right? Mm -hmm. So I've learned to appreciate the small wins, even if you're not, like for me, I need words of affirmation, right? Like I said earlier, a a West Indian from Jersey, I'm probably not gonna get that as much as I want. But if I see him doing like little acts of service or, 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 or a gift of some kind. I'm like, okay, this is him trying to right. show me. So I have to acknowledge it and appreciate it. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think also we have to understand that we cannot get into relationships and not talk about trauma. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. And I yeah. think people are afraid 
that they will repeat that that experience, especially with people who have PTSD and they are not, you know, aware that they have those kind of um, issues. It does play a big part. It does play a big part in emotional maturity because, like I said, self-awareness is saying, I know I have this. I know that I may be able to not communicate right now, but I need some time. So then they can come in that space where even when they know they're not ready to talk about the hard things like trauma and and um, shame and all of the things that a lot of couples don't really talk about, they need to be able to come into that space because that's where we understand them the most. That's where we, we're the most vulnerable mm-hmm. and plays a big part. I have a question about that. So I spoke earlier about how you know, me and Drew pretty much went through the growing pains together. So anything that I know, anything I did, you you know, and we've worked past it kind of, right? Right. And um, I think people who are still dating, they have the benefit of not necessarily bring baggage into the next relationship because you decide to date somebody new tomorrow, Derek, you can elect what parts of your past you share with them. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to share everything you, mm-hmm. you pick and choose. Mm-hmm. So when you go into these new relationships, like how, how do you choose what is being so that it doesn't feel like I'm just dumping all of this trauma and these past relationships on you? For the most part, I think for me and my experience is when I'm triggered. Is that's where I become very vulnerable and say, hey, I acted this way because, you know, this happened to me such and such a long time ago. That's the only time I do. For the most part, it's never like, I'm taking everything now and you're going to learn everything about me. <laughs> Where's the mystery in it? You know, like nobody wants that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when I'm triggered, here's everything. Yeah, I, I really feel like I owe it to my partner to. To, for him to understand, because I want to, as a woman, I want to feel seen, heard, understood, and valued. And that means even talking about things that nobody wants to talk about. You know, I want to say, you know, well, the reason why I lashed out at you, and it's, I'm not saying that this is okay. It is how I, I have been operating, and I'm working on this, but I lashed out because you made me angry about this. You made me mm-hmm. feel this way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I was with my mom, you know, she used to shut me out. She used to think that um, me expressing my, my anger was with me being a bad child. And that right, happens right. to a lot being of kids. A lot yeah. of parents, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of parents are very, dis- you know, very like that. And uh, well, my parents or, you know, my mom is very judgmental. So she used to talk to me behind my back. And so when you talk to such and such about what you did today, it makes me feel a type of way. Like there are always something that is um, going on in in our past that, you know, happens in our present. And so that's why I take it really into consideration to tell my partner not only what I've done and hold myself accountable for the things I do, because I think accountability is the biggest part 
but also why and so that he can say okay for the next time that this happened i know why you did it mm-hmm. i know that this is a habit and i know you're working on it and mm-hmm. you have that awareness about me and i i really want to see that in with men as well you know i want to see that in my future partners i want to be able to understand them so that i can understand them better and so i can love them better and say well we're not gonna we're gonna move away from this trigger i know what triggers mm-hmm. you now we're not gonna go back there again because mm-hmm. when you get mad you punch the wall and you can't have that here yeah you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no but you you just said something like um women you would like you like to feel understood what was the other three understood heard seen, her, valued. seen uh, yeah understood heard valued yeah yeah we want to feel that too and i think we don't in a lot of situations i think as 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 a collective we don't i, I it also could there could be multiple reasons for it one could be that like you said earlier janine we bring baggage into our relationships but the thing about bringing baggage into other relationships is that we don't unpack like we it's like literally coming home from the airport with your suitcase leaving a suitcase at the front door and walking away like that's (laughs) it's it's like literally the same we're always gonna have baggage we're always gonna have baggage yeah but but like like it's how we deal with it it's how we deal with it help me unpack it yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 i think i think that would be one way to help both sides men and women to to feel those things because instead of it feeling like it's just me working on this i need you to help me process what i'm working on so like that's what i didn't have the ability to say last year (laughs) like i need help getting through xyz like i'm letting you know see i'm 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 the type of person like men in general we like to fix things all the time right like it's 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 just how we're wired um solving problems is how we're wired and that's what i was looking at i said okay i gotta fix this and i gotta solve this and i gotta figure out what's the root cause for xyz and i took that on as just my work mine alone that's it and instead of allowing her to help me unpack you see what i'm saying and because i i didn't know how to ask for help i just did not know so i'm literally going open the suitcase getting out just dumping it out dirt. on the floor yeah. okay all, all the dirty shirts <laughs> yeah, just take a, shirt, take a yeah. shirt out just everything out. yeah just everything just fall on the floor <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and i'm making this big mess and i won't let her help me clean it up that was my that was my problem yeah that's exactly how yeah that's exactly how it is yeah, yeah that's what that was my problem but i didn't recognize that so a few months ago <laughs> Me and that's a, good, that's a huge win for you that's a huge win oh yeah. yeah most definitely but it's like at the same time like i said in that, in that in that post like you don't realize it until it's too late you see what i'm saying like yeah. and 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 that's why like had i worked on all this prior i'm sure we would still be together 
I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure of that. Um but like I didn't know how to I just didn't know how to get through that, you know? So it's one of those things like we we just and I can't I'm not even saying she did not allow me to feel like I was seen, heard, understood, and all that stuff. Like I'm not saying she didn't do that. But you didn't give her the chance to I didn't give her the chance to with certain things. That yeah. one. And I think patience yeah. is a big thing too. Like when you get to this point, like you said, where you feel this shift, right? You have to acknowledge the fact that your healing and your unpacking is not going to be an overnight process. Like it's a process and it's to yeah. take time. So right. as much as it's a process for you and you have to have patience with yourself, mm-hmm. you have to have patience with your partner. And yeah. I tell my husband is like, you think because I'm not picking up on what you're trying to explain to me right off top that I don't understand you and that this was a waste of time. No, you're sharing something with me for the first time. I have to be able to process it and be like, okay, this is where you are and this is how we need to move forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, but like, like we, we operate out of space of just logic like it logically has to go this way and if it doesn't logically go this way it doesn't make sense oh yeah yeah you all are able to just like (laughs) do both go right at it yeah it's like but like like is and i say like i'm really bad at multitasking i need to focus on one thing at a time right and one step at a time i can see the end the end goal but like my focus has to be on what's what needs to be done right now right the strategy pretty much and but that's why we shut down that's why we shut down because we're, we're focusing on a lot of stuff to just like okay i need to i need to put it right here i need to just work on this right here and we have our heads down focusing on this and we're neglecting everything else around like neglecting that you know our partner is right there willing to help but we're just pushing her away yeah Mm -hmm. i had one time um my last partner i was really um at the stage where i was like okay we have to break this negative cycle he's not opening up he's not doing this what can i do and at that time i was questioning myself you know and you know questioning everything around me including him and my choices in choosing him. Um, but I came across something, it was called attachment theory. And I was looking into it and I'm like, well, what is this? And it really showed me that everybody has an attachment style, an, an attachment style. And um, I was looking into it and it was really showing us the behavior that each attachment does that subconsciously self-sabotages their relationship. So we don't know we're self-sabotaging as we're, we're in these relationships. We're thinking that everything is normal, everything is good, but really in the backside of it, it shows you a list of every single behavior that shows up for you. If you you are this attachment, it's horrible. And there's a quiz, if you guys want to take it online, I really do recommend it. And I really do um suggest like really doing the research on this 
And but at that time, I think the most hurtful thing for me was me trying to express to him like, hey, I'm 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 looking into this. This is showing us like what we are doing because it's an anxious and avoidant kind of dynamic. It was a mm-hmm. he was like a withdrawal, and I would be like, come here, come here, you know and mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that we were subconsciously in this pattern. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to express it for him with, you know, deep thought. And I was like, listen, like, we're in this cycle. And he dismissed it. He really dismissed it. He was like, not here, not today. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, just please, just, just look at it. You don't have to mm-hmm. do too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just look at mm-hmm. it. And it, he never did. He never did. And it really was hurtful. It was the most hurtful thing because I'm trying to help you and I know that you have issues in your past and I'm I'm one of those people even if it doesn't work out with me I want it to work out with you in the future mm-hmm. because I love you no, that much no, and I'm wanting to show mm-hmm. you something that may better if it's not with me it, it will be with somebody else mm-hmm. and it was some people are not ready and I had to accept that it was very hard for me to accept that some people were not ready, especially when I really wanted him to be on that same journey with me in healing. And that, it was, it was really hard. It was really hurtful. And I was sad about that. Really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just Do weird. Do you all believe in taking a break? allow your partner to grow and then get back together or would you much rather it be if we're through this it needs to be together yes and no for me i'm gonna let y'all go though (laughs) yes and no good no good good for me i think that taking a break um but really does help because you can get clarity and when you're in love, you don't get too much clarity. You do have the blind sides um, to a lot of things. Um, when you're with someone, though, okay, like when you're single, you can't get triggered, right? Mm-hmm. So you need someone to show you and reveal those triggers. So you you can't heal while you're single. I mean, you can. You can heal while you're single. You can get the knowledge and the tools and the uh, strategy, but you won't get the trigger. You won't see on the surface what is it that you're you're not working on or what you are working on. So I, it's a, it really depends on the type of relationship and it really depends on whether it's a fixable relationship or it's not. If it's not fixable, I would say, yeah, you can break up and, take your time off and do what you got to do. But if, if it's fixable and you got the healing, then of course I would definitely say stay with that person, allow the triggers to come up and work through them. Yeah. I, um, if you had asked me that question last year, I would have said, hell no, there's no way we, we, you're stuck with me. We, you know, we work on this together. Right. Um, I think it's beneficial um, because I mean, it, I guess it, it depends on the, the amount of time you need a break 
for right if you know what that amount of time is i think that that that's that's great just take a couple of you know a couple of days a couple of weeks or whatever but if you're talking about like an extended break uh i think i think it's beneficial either way um but you just gotta know what that looks like for for your situation right i didn't know um how long it was going to take for me to work through my process because to be completely honest, I was at last November, I was at mentally, I would say I was just like, I was, I had bare minimum. I, I was at bare minimum in terms of like my mental strength and, 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 and like, uh, just being able to uh, uh, acknowledge a lot of things because again I was emotionally unavailable like it was just I couldn't feel anything it, it it didn't matter what was going on I honestly just could not feel and I knew that that was dangerous because that this that doesn't make any sense if if, if you're if you can't feel someone you know tap you on the arm like not because you're not paying attention but you you just physically physically cannot feel them tapping you on your arm that means there's something that's wrong like a nerve is dead or something right like it's this nerve right. damage in right. a certain area right so i knew i needed something i needed to work on why i couldn't feel so and, that, and that's what i ended up telling her like i like i don't know how long it's going to take for me to work through this but i know i have to work on this like and it's unfair for me to drag you through this entire time uh, this entire process because it could be for it could be for a month, it could be for two months, it could be for a year. Could be, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I didn't know how long that was gonna take. So I like I told her, you know, it just like it doesn't make sense for me to be selfish and hold on to this relationship knowing that this is something that is going to that could take a while. It could and, and in hindsight, it only took me once I started the process three, three and a half months to actually like work through it and 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 understand. And then it's it's like as soon as I did all of that, everything uh uh, uh lined back up for me. So now I know I'm in a better place. Um mentally and, and 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 emotionally and and spiritually i'm in a significantly better place this is the first time i felt peace like inner peace in 20 years i have not felt this i have not felt like myself in 20 years and you know i, I i've told people that before like if you've if you've met me after i was 11 you didn't you didn't get to meet Derek. you just met like almost like survival dairy <laughs> yeah it was survival mode yeah it, it, that's exactly what it was um so you know now i'm in a place where it's just like now i know what i need to do to maintain that inner peace right and i'm I, and i'm actually i'm a lot happier now so the the um you know had i known that was going to take 
wasn't going to take as long. But you know, had I known that, you know, I probably we probably would have taken like a little, just a little break or whatever. But nothing, you know, nothing significant. Um, but yeah, we'll see. see. That's the thing. Like I, I now now that I know this, that's why I'm saying. Like that's why I was trying to talk to these other guys on this post. Like, yo, do the work. Like you'll actually be in a, be in a much better place in a much uh, uh, better mental space if you're just willing to just say, hey, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know everything. And like, like okay. we like to act like we know everything. We really don't. Like, I even like, like I would say even like maybe nine months ago, I swore up and down. <laughs> you really couldn't tell me anything. Like, hey, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. But okay. now, yeah, I don't know everything, man. I, I I don't, you know, and I'm okay with with saying I don't know. Um, but there, and that's the thing. Like in in my professional, uh, uh, setting, if I'm on like a movie set or whatever like that, I act like I don't know anything. That's the weird part about it. It's like I I knew how to do that, but I wasn't applying it to other aspects of my life to just say I don't know it's so hard for us to just just say those three words it really is because we, we we're so ingrained in 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 uh ego and pride you know so yeah I you know I got a lot of backlash on that but it is what it is it's fine I don't care I really don't care. And I don't even know. They will I, be okay. They will be okay. Oh, they'll be fine. Right. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, I it, it's just it's just it, it's it'd be good to see more men get to that place. You know what I'm saying? Like who are you telling? It would I'm be. waiting for that day. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, and like, we're tired of hearing it. Right. That's the thing. Exactly. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't. What doesn't make sense to me is if you're tired of hearing a woman complain about something, fix it. Why don't you just work on it? Exactly. It just. Where's the real problem? Yeah, just work on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a logical thing, right? Since y'all love logic so much, find a real problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you know. I, I I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of stuff that we need to learn from each other. Um, but I think the only way we can get to that place is if we just learn ourselves. And be open and be vulnerable and mm-hmm. say I fucked up. Yeah. Say say I don't know shit. Like say yeah. I need help. I yeah. need help. I want somebody to help me and I want to be able to help people, you know? I need help. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay not to be okay. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. hmm Yeah. But that, that's that's something I'm I'm actually hoping that uh our generation is able to kind of like implement that for the next generation. Or or you know, because or at least more of us will be able to do that so that the next generation can be more like that to where, you know, going yeah. forward, that's not an issue because self-awareness is a powerful thing. Like, 
just just knowing who you are and like what like you said what triggers you and all that stuff just just knowing those little things like it's it's so powerful and like we haven't tapped into our our full potential or our full power just because we won't sit down and do the work yeah that's so true so true yeah well all hearts and minds that was a lot of unpacking yeah it was a lot of unpacking yeah (laughs) that was unpacking of of the The metaphor baggage was that's a doll (laughs) right yeah but oh my god all right so um corinne please let everyone know where they can find you okay you guys you can find me at at pyt cassia on instagram do not find me on facebook that's personal (laughs) (laughs) and i do make you i do make music um i'm pyt cassia on youtube and that's it yay all right all right and queen (laughs) janine um instagram at nina soul and yeah, you just find me there and you'll find me everywhere else because <laughs> there's links. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you can follow me, Derek underscore OTS, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Um, but I prefer you not follow me. If you, I would prefer if you had one thing to do, you had a choice between uh, following me or following the OTS page, follow the OTS page. At yeah. OTS guys on every platform, uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, I want to do TikTok. I want to get us a TikTok. I can't run TikTok though. That that's just not happening. That will not. You will never see me do that. But you know, one day we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> visit the website ocsguys.com. We have new uh, articles that are up there. Um, you will see new videos and and you know the the page is getting. Uh, a little revamped and redesigned a little bit. So go check it out and, and, and let us know what you think. But Corinne, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank and, you for having me. It's been and, awesome. And it was her first podcast. This is her first podcast. I cannot tell, honey. You're a natural. Yeah. Oh, Such a good you. job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is good. I'm going to sign that off. Write that in my bucket list. I did yeah. my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we venus and mars is officially here so we yes. we'll we'll have we'll have a consistent uh schedule uh out for you guys pretty soon uh but in the meanwhile check all the other ots shows out and and give us some good feedback let us know what you think uh subscribe and and you know leave some comments let us know what we need to do you know what you feel we need to adjust and just give us some good honest feedback all yes. right so thanks okay. again thanks again and we'll catch you all later Bye.